0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church podcast. More information about Saving Grace is available at savinggracesda.org. I want you to understand something special. There's a song that we used to sing. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Now when a person says that, uh, like let us assume that I come and I tell you, It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Or you you must hurry, you know. (laughs) Something like that. But I mean, it's so sweet. (laughs) I mean, so sweet to trust in Jesus. And the saints of today should be saying, every day with Jesus is sweeter than, The day before. Now that means that you're growing in. In grace and in Christ. And in experience. In this Christian pathway. And so it's not the time to be discouraged. It is not the time to give up. I was so happy when I saw uh, Elder Clark. But I missed him the last time I came. And he got the message no doubt. All right. So, <laughs> but we are saying here now that is, every day is sweeter so that the saint should not be saying today that he's in, I mean, he's discouraged. Uh, well, should, I, should I really be interested in church or uh, should I... Uh, should, Every day with Jesus is sweeter. <laughs> now, when something is, is sweeter, it, it, it's better. Yeah. Well, not for diabetes. So. <laughs> but, but, but I'm trying to tell us that, you, you know, the experience I, I, is brighter. Yeah. It's more fulfilling every day with Jesus. Now, if you're not experiencing that for a fact, Something is wrong. Are you listening to me? I said something is wrong. I just looked at Sister Lai, but then I thanked the Lord again. That, um, that uh, Campbell, remember? How that the Lord makes me feel good when He, the Lord, embraces her with my arms. Oh, yes. It makes me feel very good. And she's looking after me. Yeah, she's taking care. Like I said, you know, it's nice that she doesn't. (laughs) She doesn't like to get rid of antiques. Because <laughs> I, you know, oh, God is so good. Oh, God is good. You folks can go and see what you like. I know that God is good. <laughs> and that he's greatly to be praised. And I want to tell you he's great and he's divine. And though he may seem to be four days late, because he's divine... He's on time. And when it seems as if you're down to nothing. Then let faith tell you that God is up to something. For no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So let everything that hath breath then. Praise the Lord. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on now. The folks who have been redeemed. Are the ones who are supposed to say that. Let everything that hath breath. Praise the Lord. Now, there's no mishap, no misleading in you becoming a seventh day adventist. Oh no, you are standing four square on on Bible truth. Four square. As a matter of fact, in, in Mark chapter two and verse 27, it says the Sabbath was made for man and not man, for the Sabbath. And that is so clear. When, when I was doing the Greek, Elder Campbell, they taught me that little part. It says, anthropon," okay. meaning that the Sabbath came into existence for the benefit of man. In, in other words, the Sabbath is the sign of restoration. And, and when we rest, we are rejuvenated. You, you know, you feel stronger after that. So the Sabbath is a sign of the rest from the devil and his work. And you're resting in Jesus. I mean, and you feel so good in Jesus. That's why every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. And uh, like I said to you before, when you go around saying God is good, remember the text I told you? Romans 2 and verse 4. Remember that? When we say God is good, and you say all the time. Like Sister Campbell um, this morning. And all the time. God is good. Remember now. Romans 2. And verse 4. It says. Or despisest thou. The riches of his goodness. And forbearance and long suffering. Not knowing. That the goodness of God. Leadeth thee to repentance. Every time. You say God is good. If you're going off track, (laughs) you should repent. Come on now. Every time you say God is good, because he's saying God is so good, so good that whatever you do contrary should trouble you. (laughs) Should trouble you. You shouldn't sleep until you have gotten that thing corrected. Because God is too good. Come on now. Too good. That's why I keep on saying. Elder Clark. That the test of the pudding is in the eating. Oh yes. God is good. So we have got to be in there. Experiencing. The joy. That comes. Through serving the Lord. And so. I want you to feel confident that being a Seventh-day Adventist, you're not making any mistake being a Seventh-day Adventist or observing the Seventh-day Sabbath. Oh, no, because it was made for man. Come on now, for man to benefit. All right, for man to benefit. Now today, we're going to talk a little... Under this little caption. Another Elijah. Another Elijah. I am glad I'm alive. How about you? And we are alive for a positive purpose. Uh, did you hear that? We are alive for a positive purpose. We are living in a world that is almost upside down so to speak so then we need to pray loving father we thank you for having been so very good to us your spiritual lives to this day you have given us yet another opportunity to qualify for eternity Lord we want to thank you thank you Lord and give us today the impetus to serve you better and more, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Another Elijah. You know, our scripture text brings something very clear to us. It says, behold, I want you to see something now. That the day cometh, chapter 4 and verse 1. It said behold, which means notice. You know, behold, a person says, behold. It means look and see what I'm showing you. So that when this text says, behold, the day cometh. In other words, the day comes. But the indication that the day is coming. Come on now. Behold, which means look at the signs of the times. Come on now. Look at the signs of the times and know that that day is coming. Come on now. Behold the day coming. When there's going to be a burning as an orphan. And then all the proud and all them that do wickedly shall be stubble. In other words, burn to nothing, so to speak. And the day that cometh, <laughs> listen. Is going to burn them up. Burn them up. Burn up whom? All that do wickedly. All that do wickedly. And why? Because. Because. It's the Lord of hosts that said it. Amen. Come on now. The Lord of hosts said it. And he said. It shall leave. Come on now. (laughs) It's going to leave. Neither. Root. Nor branch. In other words. Everything is going to be. Dissolved. So then. If all that do wickedly. And everything that should not be. Will be dissolved. Then. Where would you. And I be. This passage of scripture. Is very important. It's the last. Chapter. Of the old. Testament. So it is sort of. Coming to us conclusively. I, I, am, I am bringing to us. Or to you. Everything in a nutshell. Amen. In a nutshell. I am concluding. So listen carefully. Malachi. Think of it. It's the same one that talked about the tithe. Yes. And the offering. And I also like. Uh, chapter 3 and verse 16 he said and they that fear the Lord spake often one to another isn't that something speak often one to another and the Lord you know often and he heard it and a book of remembrance I like that a book of remembrance written up there before him of them that fear him and call upon his name isn't that something Oh, blessed Lord is so special that the people that fear him, they talk one to another. (laughs) Talk one to another. Isn't God good? You know, they say, isn't God really good? Blessing us. Look at how he's blessing us. Mm -hmm. But now a day cometh. This one is telling us. Mm -hmm. The day is coming. When everything is going to be burned up, so to speak. That which the Lord does not want in his kingdom will be burned up. Burned up. And they tell me that when you light the fire to burn old letters or old newspapers, you do not really light the fire, fire to, to burn roaches. Sometimes they get in there. <laughs> roaches find themselves, and bugs get mixed up in there. And so they are burned. Burned. You didn't set the fire for bugs. But they got burned. Because they got in there. Now this text. Is something like it. it. Is something like it. Listen to me. It goes on down there to verse 5. Verse 5. Of the fourth chapter. Of Malachi. And there it says. Behold again. Eh? Behold I send you Elijah the prophet. Notice that. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet. And I'm going to do that before. <laughs> before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And I'm going to do that before. Now think of it. Remember. The roaches got burnt because. They got mixed up with the old letters. The old letters. But. Listen to me now. For human beings. The Lord loves us so much. That he sends us warning after warning after warning. Giving everybody yet another chance. Sometimes we call it second chance. <laughs> Look how many seconds. But what I'm saying another chance. To qualify for eternity. What a God. What a God. Come on now folks. What a God. So he said I send you Elijah. Now. What do you understand by that? And then what is going to be his function? What is he going to do? He say, and he shall turn, now come on, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, yes. and the heart of the children to the fathers. Yes. He said, Lest I come. And smite, the, and smite the earth with a curse. In other words, something is going to happen dreadful. In other words, the text says before the great and the dreadful, dreadful day of the Lord. That Elijah is going to come. According to the record, it has been fulfilled in... The sending or the coming of John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Jesus in Matthew chapter 17. Sister Gray. And verse 12. Something is mentioned there to throw light on the subject. I'm going to send you Elijah. The prophet. Now. Now. The Jews back then were looking for the real Elijah, like he was incarnate, or reincarnate, so to speak. Reincarnate. That he was back, he would be sent back to be among them. But no, what the blessed Lord was talking about is that he's going to, Send someone who is coming in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And he made it clear in the text. Matthew 17 and verse 12. I say unto you, Elijah has come already. Huh? He's come already. Come to think of it. He said, but, he said they knew him not. In other words, Elijah came and they didn't realize it. He said they knew him not. But have done unto him. Come on now. Have done unto him. According to what? Was listed. In other words. What the folks planned to do with him. Like put him in prison and cut his head off. John the Baptist. John the Baptist. And then the blessed Lord says. Likewise. The son of man. Shall suffer of them. Shame people. Shame people. The next verse. Come on now. Verse 13. Look at it. He said then the disciples. Then the disciples understood. That he was talking to them. About. John the Baptist. Come on now folks. So here we have. Another. Elijah, but is John the Baptist, and why? We look into John chapter 1, and even as we look at verse 19, it says there that this is the record. This is the record of John, the record of John. Look at that, that the Jews, come on, the Jews sent preach. And Levites. You know why priests and Levites? Because all of them, of course, is from from Aaron. Levites. The tribe. And you can't be a priest except you're a Levite. But you may be a priest already. And there are many others who are in training. But they're not yet priests. But they are called Levites. So they would become priests. And so the Jews, those in authority, sent the priests and the Levites to ask John, who are you? (laughs) Come on now. Who are you really? Who art thou? And when they spoke of John, And spoke to John. John understood that these folks are not getting the picture right. And and he said, he confessed, you know, that he is not the Christ. He told him, I'm not the Christ. And so they want to know, but are you you that prophet? (laughs) Christ? No. But then when we come to verse 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Come on now, make straight the way of the Lord. So that, look at the power. Look at the spirit. Remember, Elijah had an encounter when he wanted to meet with Ahab. After three and a half years of famine. The folks were perturbed back there and disturbed. And, and so he went on to meet with Ahab. Went on down close enough because he was troubled and he wanted to tell him how to get out of it. And <laughs> it's so strange that Obadiah, he had a little problem because he, he met with Elijah. And Elijah said to him, Go tell Ahab I'm around the place. He said, But when I'm gone, you go about your business. And 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 when 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 Ahab comes, he doesn't see you. What's gonna happen to my head? He said, No, he said, he said, Don't you worry, I'm gonna be around. Go on and tell him. Go tell him. And when Ahab came close enough to him, he said, He said, You are the one that troubled Israel. <laughs> He said, no, no, I'm not the one that troubled Israel, but you and your fathers, you, because you have forsaken. You turn your back upon the blessed Lord. That's what you have done. That's what you have done. And you know what he did? Come on now. He said, well, gather the folks. And when the folks were gathered, he came up to them and he said, how long? First King chapter 18 and verse 21. How long halt ye between two opinions? He said, if the Lord be God, follow him. And if Baal, then follow Baal. Come on now. We are talking about the omnipotent God. We have seen his power. He opened the Red Sea. We know that. He has done all those wonderful things. The blessed Lord has caused. Water to be in the desert, streams in the desert flowing. The omnipotent God—we call him Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides for His people on a daily basis. The one who rescues His people, take them from prison cells. The gods wondering what happened. Here is the omnipotent God. The one who knows everything. Omniscient God. As a matter of fact, James made it clear. Made it so clear. James 1 and verse 5, it says there, If, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He'll give it to all men liberally. And upbraid it not. And it shall be given him. Come on now. Shall be given him. I want us to understand that this is the wise God. Who made a plan of redemption. And it's a foolproof plan. Come on now. No plan like this plan. And don't ask if it's going to work. It is working. Don't ask if it's going to work. It is working. That's why you can rejoice. In the blessed Lord. And so the question here that we have to ask is where is that spirit and power of Elijah? In a world such as this, we are troubled on every side. We are perplexed. As a matter of fact, Paul brought it to our attention in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. He says we are troubled on every side. Yet Yet not distressed. I like that. Yet not distressed. He says we are perplexed, but not in despair. I like it. He says we are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Not destroyed. But we are troubled on every side. And then we understand that, you know, on every side. And then one fellow would say, well, you know, when I stand up at the altar, I have somebody on my side. Well, does that mean I'm troubled by that person on, on my left side. You know who is on the left side? The wife is on the left side. You're troubled on every side. But then who is on her right side? The husband. We are troubled on every side. Every side. And then inside the church and outside. Troubled on every side. Yet not distressed. Isn't that something? And why? Because the blessed Lord is still in control. And we know it. And we believe it. And we are seeing the end as believers. Those who don't believe can't see it. Can't see it. I can't forget the story of the little boy, Elder, who was reading that novel. And he he was reading, reading about a detective. And this detective, you know, the, the, the crooks were beating him up. What's going on? And, and so he, he got curious. So he ran to the end of the book to find out what really happened. And he saw how the, the detective got the overcoming power, you understand, and subdued the crook. Oh, yes. And won the battle. Locked him up. So he went back. He went back where he was. And, and reading. And he started reading. And when he looked and he saw how that the crook was gaining on the detective. He said, if you only knew what I know. <laughs> oh, come on. Huh. If you only knew <laughs> what I know. I'm telling you, sir, we are going to come out on top Amen. as children of the Lord. we are going to come out on top I send you, he said, as behold, I send you Elijah, the prophet, and he's going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the Father. What is he saying here? you remember that, that song that he says that We would like that those that come behind us find us faithful. Mm -hmm. So that we, we fathers, we who are older ones, we are to set the example for the younger ones. Oh, yes, role model. And it calls for repentance. Repentance. So that men and women everywhere. Are to realize that they have fallen from grace to disgrace. And want to repent. And the repentance would bring about. Such a godly atmosphere. That the children. The children would see it. And their heart would return. Come on now. Turn towards the precepts. And the examples of the parents. So that. That message must be positive. In the power. And the spirit of Elijah. And then he said. uh, I like when John. When John answered them. And he said. uh, In verse 23. Where he said that I am. The voice of one. Crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as saith the the one he wants to say is Isaiah. Say Isaiah. That's what is in the book as E E Isaiah. But he wanted to say Isaiah. But we understand it as Isaiah. Make straight the way of the Lord, as saith Isaiah. You know what Isaiah said? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. He says, Wash you and make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil and learn to do well. Come on now. Cease. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Isaiah. And John is referring to him. And and the path that he made for people to walk. The spiritual pathway. Make straight the way of the Lord. The Lord, he wants, he wants to save us. But we have got to walk uprightly. Uprightly. Remember? Psalms 84 and verse 11. That text. Very powerful. Very powerful. The Lord, he says, is a son and a shield. Hmm? He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Are you listening to me? No good thing. And so the Lord wants to bless his people everywhere. Behold, I send you Elijah. In other words, when he comes to you and he made it clear in Matthew, as I said, Matthew 17 12 and 13. He made it clear that John the Baptist. Was that person who fulfilled the the prophecy. That there is going to come someone. in, In the spirit. And in the power of Elijah. Wanting. Mankind to walk straight. With the blessed Lord. Now. Listen to this now. Nobody is excluded. Nobody. When the apostle Paul. Wrote his little letter. Epistle. To Titus. He called Titus his son. In Titus chapter 2. And verse 11. Going down there. He said the grace of God which bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all. Are you listening to me? Nobody is excluded. Nobody is left out. Nobody. As a matter of fact, if you were to look in, 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 in First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, he says, who would have that all men Be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So here we see something special now. That the blessed Lord is so interested in us. That he is sending another message. Through Paul. A message that's going to Titus. But we are going to read it. And we are reading it. And so he said the grace of God. Which bringeth salvation. Hath appeared unto all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live how? Soberly first. Soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. We owe it to God to be godly. We owe it to Christ to be Christ like. And I'm saying, folks, that the Lord Jesus has made an effort sending. Another Elijah. So that we understand that time is for preparation. Probationary time will soon end. But God is interested in us. He wants us to walk uprightly. Because he's going to bring destruction. So shall burn like an oven. You know what happens then. You know what happened, and the day will come up, will burn them up. Come on, leaving neither root, branch, complete. I mean, the work would be complete. As a matter of fact, as you read on, it says how that the righteous is going to walk upon the ashes of the wicked. It's a real burning. The Lord wants us to escape all that. But then Hebrews, you know, it, 2 and, and verse 3 says, How shall we escape? Hebrews 2 and verse 3 How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Come on. Which at first began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed. Unto us by them that heard him. Brethren. I'm saying here. Is that the Lord. Has done so much. And is still doing. For the saving of our souls. But he wants our hearts to be turned. Remember. Remission of sin is promised. Only to those who repent. Only to those who repent. And so he wants us to repent if there is something wrong. Remember, the text says, Oh, I will come and smite the earth with a curse. You know what that means? It means that those who know to do better and don't do it, it says they're going to be like the roaches among the paper. Oh, yes, you'll get burnt the same way like the paper. In other words, those of us who are in the church and are not serious are going to be burnt just like the people who never, never paid any attention to this gospel message. Deliberately. You know, there's a sin of omission and there's a sin of commission. If there's a thing that you know that is wrong, And you say, well, I'm not going to read the scripture because if I should see it, (laughs) if I should see it, you know, I'm condemning myself if I should see it. But you know that sin of omission? You omitted looking at it to get direction. You omitted looking at it. And because you deliberately omitted, it, it is considered sin. Oh, yes. And then the sin of commission is when, when you, d- you decide, well, I'm going to do it deliberately. And then David said, keep back my servant from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and innocent from the great transgression. You know, I'm trying to tell us here that the blessed Lord Is interested in all of us. He wants us to be saved. In his kingdom. Because we've been made in his image. We are important. I mean so important. That he is not turning his back upon us. Isn't that a wonderful God? Isn't he so great to us? Isn't he wonderful? And so what the Lord wants is for our hearts to be turned, turned towards him and inclined on a a daily basis to please him because obedience is still the key to Christian experience. Still the key. You're not a Christian if you're not obedient to the word of God. Not obedient. And the Lord says, I will send you someone in the power and spirit of Elijah, so that this might be a reality, a turning towards him. I like this. It is, is it Psalm forty-six and verse ten? Is there where it is? He says, Be still and know that I am God. I shall be exalted among the heathen. Come on. And how is he going to be exalted among the heathen? Eh? I shall be exalted in the earth. How is he going to, going to be? It's through us. Amen. Come on. Those of us who have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Come on. That keeps trusting keeps trusting and so the reason for another Elijah is for us to repent and come back and taste taste, taste and see that the Lord is good come on now folks and every day with Jesus sweeter than the day before today you want to say pastor with you I want to have a closer walk with the Lord. Will you stand with me for prayer? I want to have a closer walk with the blessed Lord. That I might receive the blessings that I store for us as his children. Loving Father. Loving Father, we call upon you again today to have mercy upon us. Where we have gone wrong. The things that we have done. Contrary to your will. Even those things Lord. Of which we could never in this world. Feel proud of. We're asking you to blot them out. Today Lord. On our faith Lord. Our faith in you. We want this kind of faith Lord. To reach out and get your attention. We want your attention, Lord. And so we pray that you would give us the strength, the spiritual stability to hold on. Hold on. Because we believe, we believe, Lord, that those who fear your name are going to rise up with healing in their wings. And we want to be among them by the grace of God may it be for us a grand reality. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. We pray that you have been blessed by the word of God. We are also encouraged to know that God is working through this ministry to touch the lives of others. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email to podcast at org.